On this fourth Sunday of Lent, we call this Sunday Laetare Sunday, which means to rejoice. And as I was reflecting on this Sunday coming up, I was thinking very strongly that this is going to be a hard sell. To be able to preach a message that tells us and frees us up to truly rejoice. But as these scriptures really kind of unfold before us and God's word um, is given to us, I would argue that there are several um, images that are coming forward to us this day in our time, in this moment of our history that does indeed give us reason to rejoice. We're reminded about that time when the Lord many, many, many long time ago would sit there and tell Samuel to go to the sons of Jesse in Bethlehem to anoint a king. And in Samuel's arrival, he would find the son, the older son who looked strong, who was wise, and he would say, this is the king, this is the one. And we're reminded, not as man see, does God see. And that's exactly something that I think we need to really allow that mystery to really just be alive and well in our hearts. Not as man see, does God see. What is going on in our day and our time? We have to sit there and look and find God's marvelous works in this moment. And as Samuel would continue going through the sons, he would find that there was one missing David, the youngest, and he would be the one. A mind blower for that family for sure. And definitely, um, I am reminded of the many different times God has blown my mind in my own walk with, with him. And after that anointing, the spirit of the Lord would rush upon David. Oh, if this time could be a moment in our, in our walk with the Lord that we might have his spirit rush over us into our homes with our families and to bring us closer to him. If that, is, if that can be a reality, we have a reason to rejoice. And we respond to that reading with Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall, want, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. This psalm that talks about God being the one who leads us, who takes us and leads us. If we could be a people that will allow ourselves to be led by him, we have a reason to rejoice. And St. Paul, as he writes to the Christians in Ephesus, he reminds them, and he reminds us, you were darkness. You were once darkness. But that is not who you are now. You are light. You are light. And in the midst of a time where we might, we might call it dark, we might call it you know, filled with fear, we need to remember who we are meant to be and who we are. Light for the world, 
and have a reason for your hope when you meet that brother and sister who doesn't have it. Let our light, our confidence and calm bring healing to someone else's fear. And with this man born blind, who Jesus reminds and tells his disciples, he didn't sin, his parents didn't sin. He was born blind so that I, I can work marvels through him. So that through our witnessing of this healing, we all might come to a deeper faith. And this story just kind of reveals um, a beautiful challenge. And as, as I have walked through these several days here in the parking lot empty, the church is empty, except for a few of you. It's just, it's revealed. This time has revealed blindnesses, blind spots in my own life. Blind spots where I have taken for granted so much that, you know, I'm, my, my, I'm starting to realize that, you know, I have, there's, I really want to be together with my people. I really want to be able to have everyone have access to the sacraments. I, I cannot believe how many people truly, you know, people have a hunger for the Eucharist. But now that we're told to stay away, it's only now that we wake up. And I, and I pray that that hunger grows. And if it grows, and more people sit there and, and, and realize what it is that we've lost in this moment, there will be reason to rejoice. But in this time, my brothers and sisters, where we are called to keep distance, to be separate, I would invite you to, to, to not allow this moment to pass us by. I reminded them when I was in the monastery, St. Benedict would talk about the monastery being that ecclesial, that small church, that church that is you know, the small version of the church. And I pray that your homes may become that small church in these times, that it truly will be a, a place where it'll be a school of the Lord's service, that we may be students and grow in our sense of discipleship, if we can do that and we grow as God wants us to grow, as we, if we can allow him to lead us where he, where he wants to lead us and to do the things, the marvelous works in this world that, that, that we will ultimately be able to see and witness to and become better students of his. When we are allowed finally to come back together, we will be a healthier version of ourselves. And on that day, we will have a great reason to rejoice. Because then we'll get to come back being that fullest image of, of God's presence in this world, which is us gathered, being fed by word and sacrament, doing and following his holy will. <laughs>